1: Turn up the radio and sing along It's time for another great song This is the Great Song Podcast Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast I'm Rob Alley I am J.P. Mosier And we're here breaking down the greatest songs in modern music history We're going to tell you what makes them great why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, I'm man? I'm doing
0: fantastic. Rob, I uh, I bombed a conference call this morning with my boss, and it was uh, I Bill Bucknered that thing. <laughs> it was atrocious. Just right between right the between, Oh my goodness! And wow. it wasn't good hitting Bill Buckner. It was Mookie Wilson, Bill Buckner moment. Chris Webber timeout.
1: It was <laughs> atrocious. It was uh, it was uh, J R Smith. Uh, In the finals, yeah. 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 Okay, wow. Yeah, it
0: was it was bad. But it's better now because I'm here with you and another good friend. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Tell them who's
1: hanging out with us today, Rob. My best man and BFF, F, F, many Fs. Robbie Wade is in the house today. Robbie Wade, F you
2: too, man. (laughs) Wow.
1: Back at you. Wow. Right back back at you. Many
2: Fs. Fs. I'm so excited to be here. Thank (laughs) both of you so much. For inviting me here. I'm very excited.
1: Thank First so special
0: much. guest. First special guest on the podcast. First
1: real life special
0: guest. Yes. We have lots of drop by sure. We have this is a me permanent... being
1: stupid. Uh, you know, but uh yeah. Man, so Robbie is a, a licensed Van Halenologist. Um you just get that li- it's self-appointed. He's it's kind the of a Oracle self-appointed of thing.
0: Everything Van Halen.
1: Yeah. Uh but we needed him for this podcast. we've been waiting to do a Van Halen song since day one, and we said we cannot do this without Robbie's input so today we're getting into one of our favorite Van Halen songs classic this is as classic rock as classic rock gets absolutely it does not get more classic than right now Robbie why don't you tell him what oh well what Rob said (laughs) ruined it you can still introduce it Robbie tell him
0: what song we're going to be doing on the uh, great song podcast today
2: right now by Van Halen
1: right now Rob is swinging early at the (laughs) pitch Let's right take now, a listen. I'm
2: rethinking this whole thing. <laughs>
1: It means everything. Everything. It really does. If you miss a beat, you lose the rhythm, and then nothing falls into place. It's not a good situation. Not a good situation at all. Uh, oh, so lame. So right now is a rock song written by the group Van Halen for their album For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, which came out yesterday in 1991, as we record this podcast, yesterday was the birthday of this album. Happy birthday to this album. Happy birthday to Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, which originally had a bit ruder title. Sure. Uh, that just consisted of four letters that are the four letters that start the uh, words of the what became the eventual title, um, but they expanded it because their uh, label begged them to. So they thought maybe might alienate a couple We'll make it a PG-13. If we, yeah. So, uh, this is the, uh, re- it was released on February 15th, 1992, recorded March 1992, April 1991 at 5150 Studios in Hollywood, California. Uh, that would be Eddie Van Halen's house, basically. 5150 Studios they started using kind of midway through the Van Halen career, post- post-David post Lee Roth, uh, maybe during the late mean, David right, Lee
2: Roth now, era. Did they use it at all during David Lee
1: Roth? I don't know. They might have done some of... Nineteen eighty four, there, but it, I think it's probably just it a demo studio before then. Yeah, I know that's definitely the first one that they used. They recorded the whole thing there and took control of the uh, of the full um, full thing there. Anyway, fifty one fifty, by the way, is as uh, is a police code, is it not?
2: Uh, LAPD police code. Yeah, LA police. So I'm told.
1: So you're told. Uh, and Robbie is is in in real life, aside from being a licensed Van Halenologist, uh, which takes up most of his time. Um, the rest of that other gig, yeah, his other, his other side gig, his passion project is as a police officer. Um, so he's out there protecting the people. He's even got his detective R Wade shirt on today. He does. Look at that. Protecting the mean streets. Uh, Oh, Oh, Hey, okay. Um, so anyway, 5150 being an LA uh, police code for, I believe like a mentally unstable person that, um, so that was something that, uh, Eddie put on his guitars and it was, I don't know why he chose that number really. Maybe he just liked it, liked its connotations. And first time you know. I
0: ever saw Rob in person, he was playing a Wolfgang through a 5150 oh, yeah. amp That's at right. a youth camp <laughs> or a uh, teen talent. Yeah. It was a teen, teen, teen talent, talent event in St. Yes, Louis.
2: Yeah. What was the song?
0: It was a you Creed wanna song. <laughs> you
2: don't want to know. Let's not. Every, Let's not. Everything
1: that was going so rock just went down. Oh man, ruined all credibility immediately. <laughs> oh man, we played uh, we played Higher by Creed with no bass player. Yeah, and Zubin played the riff and a saxophone. The, a saxophone oh riff. my god! Shout out to Zubin out there. Wow. Uh, yeah, so. I'm not going
2: to mention the band, but that reminds me, you were in a band. I don't know if y'all did this all the time or if there, this one time in particular I could tell by your expression you I think you don't no, know where I'm going with no, this, this is a surprise to me there was a a performance I was there for it and the bass part was piped in oh yeah it was not performed live true but you put one of the band members siblings yep on stage mm-hmm. with a bass guitar he was cute and had <laughs> a a a chord coming out of the bass guitar. And I was told it went all the way backstage and then was taped down to the ground. Correct. So that it would look like he was plugged in true. and he, he pretended to play bass the entire time.
1: True. Shouts out to Adam Harbor, not knowing your bass parts. So he had to track you in. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It ha- that happened. Hey, that happens more than, you know, I'm just saying we were ahead of our time with those tracks, man. We were ahead of our time. I knew. What are you talking about? <laughs> that is a, yeah, that is a true story. Um, and uh, it is also true. I'm really
2: just here to see how much of your credibility I can tear down. Oh,
1: well, listen. <laughs> when I'm, you bring I'm, a
0: best friend on we, yeah. all these
1: years, there's going to be some goodness. coming Absolutely, out. we've been together long enough that uh, you could absolutely tear me apart, and and uh, you know, all a dozen of our listeners will be so disappointed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right now, somebody's palms are
1: sweating, and that is Robert. <laughs> and that Allen. is me. Just, just, just moist all over. Um. Yikes. So, okay. Back to the lecture at hand. Uh, right now, single by Van Halen, 1992. Genre, hard rock. I'll give them hard rock. I call them hard rock. In a lot of the like early interviews, especially at the time of the release of this, they're calling Van Halen a heavy metal band. Do you think that's accurate?
2: I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe.
0: I, I like hard rock. Okay. I think metal. I think more speed metal. So like that's imme- immediately where I go. So I go Metallica, Megadeth, that feel.
1: Now this is this is at the same this is same era because uh, I believe it was maybe ninety one that they introduced the heavy metal Grammy, which Jethro Tull yeah. won Beat over Van, Meta- over uh, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Um, so this is a period of time where people are putting Jethro Tull and Metallica in the same basket.
2: So is Van Halen at least as heavy metal as, metal as, as Jethro, Jethro Tull? Oh,
1: absolutely, yes. Well, absolutely. Then there you go. If I, I guess if if Led Zeppelin is heavy metal to you, then so is Van Halen. I think that's well. Fair. If we're going
2: to do comparisons, let me let me throw out: Is Poison heavy metal? Good God, is no! Is <laughs> Motley Crue heavy metal? According to the industry at that time.
1: Oh, according to that time, yes. Yes, I think it was, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure we had a grasp at that point on what heavy metal was. Now, does it, does it say metal or
0: does it say heavy metal? It said
1: a lot of the interviews. Now, this, this is what I'm looking at here. This uh, is just classified as hard rock. Okay. But several of the interviews that I watched and, and read in preparation classified them as heavy metal. And that was from the time of the, the release of this you know, release of this album.
0: I think so. anything that starts with a piano intro cannot be considered
1: heavy metal. I mean, What if it starts with
2: a power drill? Wow, there that's you go. true. Ah, that's true. One.
1: This album definitely started out with the sounds of a uh, of a battery powered power drill being uh, being used, shot. What are you <laughs> being triggered? Uh, activated, activated, drill. activated. Activated. Yes. Um, into a guitar pickup with some nasty distortion going into a fifty one fifty amp, and it is mean on pound cake. Oh man, that's a mean way to kick off an album. Do you want to play a, a clip mean clip way to so we can hear what kick we're talking off a about? Concert. Sure. This is what happens uh, when you use. A power drill to kick off your album. I mean, that's really how you... That's that's pretty close to heavy metal. I mean, you're can, literally using building tools. Can you tell us what note that is? Uh, the... Uh, I'm going to put it around a B, the first one, the one that, the one that is first, the first drone that you hear from that, uh, from that thing, cause they're going to an E or an E flat. I don't know if he's tuned down a half a step, but it's about a fourth below that. So I'm going to call that a B, maybe a B flat if they're tuned down a half a step, um, something like that. I don't know. I could check, check my app and check my accuracy, but it'd probably just make me feel bad. So I'm not gonna, um, so <laughs> the album for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge released, uh, in 1992, um, And uh, according to Eddie Van Halen, the instrumental idea for this song dates all the way back to 1983, pre-Jump, that the piano riff that starts off the song right now, uh, which we'll talk about a little more in just a minute, um, is actually an older riff than Jump which was sort of Van Halen's first, like, hey, we can play keyboards too, uh, you know. We were
0: classically trained on piano. Exa- yeah,
1: exactly. Both Eddie and Alex Van Halen, we'll find out later in Meet the Band, uh, had some different kind of training before they became who we know them as today.
2: Wasn't there some keyboard part on, uh, in the cradle, Will Rock? Yes. There it go. was much more yeah.
1: subtle, and a, and a lot of people... Assumed it was a guitar, I think, but it was yeah, yeah, lots, some, of lots, lots of distortion, lots of distortion yeah. on like an electric piano or something like that. And there was even some, I think, on Dancing in the Streets off Diver Down um, that some very light. Like, you know, just a, a electric synth. But they ran everything through such distortion and, you know, This like might they were know, trying to hide piano. it. Like, yeah. they didn't
2: want to uh, yeah. admit that they yeah. were using it's true. a piano or a keyboard.
1: I, it, yeah. I mean, it could have been a, you know, you look weak if you use a piano. Like, this is rock and roll. That,
2: that's just metal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's not heavy metal stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah.
1: We've got to be, we've got to be heavy metal. We can't just be, it's not enough to be metal. We've got to be that heavy metal. Um, yeah, he actually used this piano riff in the movie The Wildlife. Did you do anything I, on that? I didn't listen to it, but I heard that in the soundtrack there's a sort of an. Uh, is it different? How have I never seen this movie? It's, I've never heard of I, it, until, it. Yeah,
0: it's got Rick Moranis, Christopher Penn, Randy Quaid, Leah Thompson, and really? Van Halen did the score for it. And no kidding, Eddie Van Halen did the
1: score for the for the movie. How have I never even seen it or? Heard yeah, I've it? known about it, but I, yeah, why have I never just sat and watched watch that it? Movie? I guess it's probably one of those things that they, they probably didn't really like carry it at Blockbuster. You know, back in the day, like, so, and it's not something you're going out to find right now. And I'm it not doesn't going come on iTunes. USA or right TBS
0: now. Yeah. It's not yeah. one of those. Ones.
1: Yeah, not right now. Get that? Uh,
0: little right now. Dynamite drop-in, Robbie.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> so... Uh, God, you ruin everything. <laughs> so, yeah, he said uh, it didn't come out until uh, later cause nobody wanted anything to do with it. But, uh, apparently this song came about, uh, Eddie was kind of sitting at the piano, writing in one room, working on this, working on this little riff, just playing it. And Sammy was working on some melody and lyrics in the other room. And Sammy says, I, all of a sudden it dawns on me. We're working on the same song right now, just independently of each other. Like this is, you know, this is we're we're, um, we should be doing this together. So they go in and, uh, and finish the song. And, uh, uh, Sammy Hagar said that uh, the lyrics, he thinks this is the best lyrics he ever wrote for a Van Halen song. I, pretty solid. I, You know, I think, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and get into it. Sammy or Dave? Well, we know Robbie's going Gary Sherode. <laughs> I was about
2: to say <laughs> Gary Sherode. I was.
0: I took your,
1: I was. your bullet. Robbie is the only one of the three of us who has seen all three Van Halen lead singers. Yeah? That's correct. Uh, so, and you saw, now you saw Gary first, yes. right? That would be the Van Halen three era, 1998.
2: I saw them in Atlanta in July 31, 1998, also known as Van Halen day.
1: Boom! Ooh, would you look at that. Now, was it Van Halen day before, or is that your like designation? Like you have a statue that says, is it national July Van 31st. Halen day? 1998 Van Halen
2: Day. How did y'all buy that?
1: Seriously? I, hey, hey. I'm what? just wondering. I mean, you know. I mean, yes, yes. yes it's National Goal. Van Halen Day. It, it's yes, like yes, absolutely. Well, it's, it was, it's one of those things that, like, we won the war on D-Day, but not, it was, wasn't coincidence. You know what I mean? It yeah, became, became D-Day when we had a good day. You it, know what I mean? It, and it then, is
2: Van Halen Day <clears> to me, not just because that's when I saw Van Halen. But it was the first time I saw Van Halen, and I was in the third row. Ooh. JP, have you heard this story at all?
0: Go ahead and roll it.
2: Have you heard? Have you heard any of this story? Tell at the all? listeners. Tell listeners have. There's a it. lot okay. of people yeah. out there that have it. We're in the third row. I was only 17, so I had my uh, older cousin. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Come on
1: now. That no, is not metal. No. No. Okay.
2: Stop. <laughs> look. Look at me. Stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we're there. <laughs> we're there in the third row with my cousin, and. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, you know, he throws his picks out during the show. So he throws out a pick into the audience, and it lands off to our right, and everybody dives for it. And I thought, oh, that would be cool to get a pick, to get a pick from Eddie Van Halen. And I see it out of the corner of my eye. Everybody's diving where the pick landed, but the pick jumped around and yes. came over in front of me. So it's, the pick is laying on the, on the ground in the second row right yes. in front of me right next to the feet of the people standing in front of us. Clueless. Absolutely clueless. And so I see this, and I dive over the seat. And my cousin, Rick Scarborough, to his credit, he doesn't for a second wonder what's going on. He doesn't check to see if I'm okay. As soon as I hinge my hips over the back of the seat to get down there to try to get this pick, I feel both of his hands on my back shoving me flat to the ground. (laughs) He's
0: like, fire in the hole! He's like, get it, get it, get it! uh,
1: Sorry. <laughs> <call> awful. <laughs> Welcome to our world. So so I get
2: the pick and it's it's a pick from Eddie Van Halen. It's embossed with his signature on it and everything. And so I, I I scrape my hands on the concrete ground to get it and I pull it up, I look at it, and I look up. Honest to God, Eddie Van Halen is standing right in front of me from here to the wall. Eddie Van Halen and he looks at me and we make eye contact and he grins real big and gives me this huge thumbs up because yes. he had saw that's me he saw awesome. me dive for the pick uh, dude he
1: mean Joe greened you yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah that is so cool oh man to have your effort rewarded like that not only by by the successful acquisition of a pick right yeah but then thanks for the effort I mean yeah, yeah. Like, enjoy that you, you earned it. it and let me tell you there's something special about an Eddie Van Halen thumbs up it's a different kind of thumbs up you know what I'm saying like not just because he's Eddie but like he has a distinctive he does you yes, know what I'm saying yes, yes. Chuck Norris like, has yeah. his own thumbs up <laughs> yeah. Eddie Van Halen has yeah. his own thumbs up yeah so I mean that's really that's really a special special moment to treasure and that is why it's Van Halen that's day.
2: why it's Van Halen
1: day. and that is why we had you on this
0: podcast <clears throat> Yeah. because neither me or Rob have scraped our hands and that, got a thumb up from Eddie Van Halen
1: that pick you can't all be me that's true yeah That pick is your certificate of authenticity. Ah, You know what I'm saying? Licensed Van Halenologist (laughs) because of that right there. Because you got the thumbs up from the man himself. He said, go and spread the word. This is you. I knight you. You 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 don't apply for Van Halenology. You actually have to get knighted. With a with an eyes locked thumbs up from Eddie personally. Now, did you ever play see, you'll make
2: with stuff up on the fly? But you'll believe me when I say July thirty first is Van. <Halen> day. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying the mayor of Atlanta could have said today is Van, Van Halen day. day,
2: and he did. As far <clears throat> as you know,
1: That's Now, like, exactly. Have
0: you ever played with that pick? Did you ever play? You're fired, go
2: oh,
0: home uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if you felt like you had uh, extra chops with the Van Halen pick.
1: You never tried don't, it? Don't no. Not once. No. No. Not once. Oh, Not once. No, with, with
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I would have Yeah, I'm I would have tried, I tried it. Once. I would have tried it once and then broken it. <laughs> I would have done a, a, would have done no. a pick slide oh yeah, and chopped gosh. it all
2: up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: So do you have like could you put your hands on it right now still at home?
2: I know what drawer it's in. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Good that's enough. That's, no. yeah.
1: that's all you need. Um ho- and just hoping like you never have to use it. At this point, like, you know what I'm saying, you'll sacrifice sure. any other pick. There's nothing more
2: What world do you live in? I, where it comes down to, <laughs> you're out of picks. You have to use a pick. It You've got to get the Van Halen pick.
0: I've used quarters. You know what I'm saying? I like had a I would, Phil Keggy pick I kept in my wallet forever, and I was like, I'm never going to use this. And then I was at church one day, and I was like,
2: crud, I have
0: to use the Phil Keggy pick. <laughs> and so it happens. Yeah, you, do you still have it? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, and that's no, exactly well, what happens. It says Psalm 33 mm. on the back of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Play skillfully with a loud noise. Oh, Psalm 33-3. Boom. Rob, Rob for the win. Nailed it. Uh okay. So so really though, f- f- Sammy, Dave or Gary? Um, you, do you really do you still hold cuz I know at one time you legitimately told me I, I think Gary's the best. Gary's my favorite, maybe ha- not the best.
2: Well, yes, and th- and that's an important distinction. Uh I had a lot of nostalgia associated with that right. specific uh experience. And rightfully so. Yeah, and then, and Gary Sharon puts on a great show. Like he he at one point took off running across the stage and then jumped up in the air leveled his body out, literally dove parallel over the stack of 5150 amps and then ran back around the other side. Wow. Uh, so it was very high energy, a lot of fun. Uh, as I've gotten older, I gravitate more towards Sammy and I think it's, uh, Sammy era songs. And I like Sammy's personality, Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's more fun he's he's a little he doesn't take himself nearly as seriously <laughs> as the Van Halen brothers do.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely so true.
2: It, and that appeals to me a little more. I will say that when we all went to see them with David Lee Roth mm-hmm. uh that that elevated David Lee Roth. Yeah. In my personal perception of which now I, I it'd be hard for me to choose between Roth or Hagar. I've got a soft spot for Gary Sharon as a lead singer, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have to go with Hagar. <clears throat> maybe, maybe Roth. I, I, they're they're kind of neck and neck. Yeah. I had to see Roth live, okay, to get it. Okay, I had to I had to see him live to get it.
0: Mine's a little more definitive. I'm Sammy Hagar. No questions asked. There you go. Another level melody. I mean, melodic vocally. I think he's better. He actually plays guitar, which I think is cool. It gives him a little more stage presence. And like Robbie said, I like his songs. That era, Fifty One Fifty, is probably my favorite Van Halen album. Yeah. Um. And then this one and Balance are both
1: up towards the top for me too. So that I'm a I'm a Van Hagar all the way. I like. I also would 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 lean toward Sammy. Uh, it's not a slam dunk just because there's some days that I just want to go back and listen to the the early catalog, you know what I mean? But yeah. but I think I would lean towards Sammy as well, uh, based on the songwriting, based on the sort of even it's a lot of his stuff sounded more mature, even though it not it wasn't necessarily more mature. <laughs> uh, even in talking about right now, he said. The lyrics, he said, I was tired of writing cheap sex songs. Uh, Eddie and I wanted to get serious and talk about world issues. You know, so like they made a conscious effort to be a little more. But at the same time, this is the same guy who in 2004, they released a song called Up for Breakfast, which is the hokiest (laughs) sexual. You're trying to use breakfast foods to convey breakfast
2: euphemism for sex. Yes. Stanza after stanza.
1: That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my it's life. It's
2: fantastic. <laughs> it is so much fun. Also, uh. he wanted to write a serious song because he wanted to be serious. But in this very album, which they named for unlawful carnal knowledge, because they're so serious. Talk about it. They have the song "In and Out." Yeah. They have the song "Pound Cake." Yeah. You know what Pound Cake is? is I, actually yes, I know about. Pound Cake. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't buy that they're. I think I think that's kind of like a marketing thing for the song. Maybe I I, so. I I don't buy that that there was this genuine sense of we need to mature as yeah. artists. It's not right. quite
0: as deep a lyric as spanked, which is track Which three. is also on this album. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, track yes. Three. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The spank yeah.
1: line, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, uh let's talk a little bit about the music video, shall let's, we? Yeah, let's jump on the video. This is a notable music video. It won several awards, uh, including the MTV video of the year, uh, in 1992. Um, and it has a very kind of distinct look and feel. It's not your typical music video. It's got text running through the whole video. It's a, it's a series of like little black sort of, and
0: white, big block text. Yeah.
1: Vignettes with text overlaid, uh, throughout, throughout the whole, you know, four and a half minute song. Uh, and it's just a series of, it's not even the lyrics to the song. It's, you know, Uh, Right now, youth is king while they're singing the lyrics and right now this and right now that. Um, But uh, it created a really cool, I don't know, it's a lot of fun uh, with some sort of uh, lightly, uh, lightly political stuff, but more like social consciousness, you know, kind of stuff thrown in there with the um, with the video Um, stuff like, you know, um, right now, uh, nothing is more expensive than regret Then it has a picture of like a condom, you know, that kind of thing.
2: It's not Um, like a condom. That is a condom. It was exactly, yes, Yes, it was exactly a condom. Do you have a
1: favorite... A favorite one that sticks out.
2: Not um, a favorite
0: condom, a favorite,
2: <laughs> a favorite quote. <laughs> it's it's got to stick out.
0: Oh. I would probably, go, uh, do you have a favorite or one that just jumps um, out out there that you think that's witty and creative? I know Robbie knows them or
1: wrote them There's down. There's one can, that is, it takes up the whole screen and it's got a finger running across it and it's like, right now a man is sitting on an airplane yeah, just, looking up words like dog and something in French just in case it comes up. It's much very, longer you're than very that. Close. But, you're very okay. close. Would you
2: like to hear exactly yes, what it is? Yes, please. Right now, a tired man with a wounded heart is sitting in a coach seat on an eastbound transatlantic flight looking out the window, wondering how to say dog, howl, and moon in French. Just in case it comes up.
1: Robbie, basically Robbie has
0: it. that tattooed on his forearm. <laughs> so he just, he just read that but off it, his it, it's forearm. It's
2: invisible ink though. You have to
1: use a UV light. Pull out yeah, the black light. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, JP? You got a I
0: mean, I just, I, the one, I, my question is, you know, the, somebody's got the wrong idea and it's the guy holding the sign. Yep. Do you know what the sign says it's without a, looking? Yeah,
1: uh, what? I, yes, I, did. I will. I will wrestle you for I'll food. I'll wrestle yes. you for food. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was that was funny. Not not
0: necessarily the most
1: impactful, but <laughs> yeah, it's one, just funny. That's what sticks. Out you with. is is did you write that down because it's your favorite? No, I wrote them all down. Oh, all of them. Everyone. Of them. Wow, they make word processors now uh, for this kind of stuff. It's faster. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it. Or is it. But then you end up losing it, so it doesn't matter.
0: You know the, the <laughs> lady that directed the video, Carol Mayer Boog, or Bug might be nice pronouncing her name. She was on the September eleventh flight
1: that crashed into the World Trade Center. No Yeah, way. the girl that directed this video. She is I think she's actually the producer. Uh Mark Finski directed it, and I think Carolyn, yeah, Boog, B-E-U-G Whatever. Boog, she she produced, produced it. Produced it, okay. And okay. she was on the she, she was, was on the a-
0: September eleventh flight.
1: Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah crazy interesting why you I, bring it down i know right jeez uh the
0: i did see a, you want to kill
1: a room i did Say see something an, funny quick i
0: did see an edit on that that there's an, a new addition to the right now the right now a 13 year old is illegally downloading this song
1: yeah that it? was okay when we saw when them we saw them, in, yeah on the best on the, of both worlds yep, tour they had yep. updated a few things that being one of them yep and one. they changed the one of, about regret about regret to mm-hmm. a picture of george w bush president yes. bush um and uh, they and there was maybe one other I can't remember what it was, uh, but yeah they updated it. So should we raise it up by? Do we
0: want? To, are we done with the video? Or we want to? No, m- no. Okay, okay. Robbie's Robbie, not done. We jump you got? on some video now. talk about
1: it.
2: I think there is a distinction to be made between the video as an entertainment product and the song as an entertainment product.
1: Okay, okay.
2: The song was created by the band. Yes. Video, not so much. True. Uh, Sammy Hagar. Did not like the concept of the video. Had to be talked into it by the record executives. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, even a phone call from the president of Warner Brothers or something, somebody big at Warner Brothers had to get him on the phone. And I say, thought you were literally going to say the like, president, the president. I was like, like, that's <laughs> like George W. Bush, in the video. <laughs> like, I really
1: regret this video.
2: That's why he's like, that okay. wasn't even the president when this video. I mean, it was his dad, it was,
0: it was his pops, right? Ninety-one. Yeah, <laughs> You don't, don't even know because <laughs> his dad. I don't think that would have been that would have been yeah George Herbert George Walter. H W. Herbert Walker. Yeah.
1: Anyway, continue. So anyway,
2: <laughs>
1: where was I? Uh, Sammy wasn't happy. Distinction Distinction. Yeah.
2: yeah, Sammy wasn't happy. He had to be convinced to do it. He never really bought into it. His, I, he, he said, why are we going to put words on the screen that aren't the lyrics? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just put the lyrics on the screen? I, I wrote these words. I'm proud of these words. Why are we going to put other stuff on the screen? Which I think is indicative of the song meaning something different than the video it, yeah. the, the the message is different yes uh, the the video i think and i like the video i'm going to be a little bit critical of it i i like it so don't get me wrong but it's just kind of this high schoolish let's be ironic for the sake of being ironic mm-hmm. stuff let's just play with words say things that are that that sound interesting and it's it's not uh it's not really what the song was about which made hagar very mad and i learned just the other night that the scene in the video, it's, it's where they're talking about maybe right now we should listen to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And Sammy Hagar is pictured there. One of the few times he's actually pictured in the video, and yep. he's got like his arms crossed and he's throwing his, his hands down and he's kind of halfway singing, halfway not. He looks really mad. Turns out he was actually mad. Yeah. Right? He was very upset. He, had, he, pneumonia? That, yes, he yeah. had pneumonia? Yes, <laughs> he had pneumonia. He's very upset that he had to be there. He didn't like the concept, he didn't like any of it. Uh, he felt like he was made to do it. Because he kind of was. He kind of yeah. was, yeah. And he, um, which may have been part of the the rift that happened eventually between him and and the Van Halen.
1: You think this was the seed?
2: No, I think it was just one of the symptoms. Mm. Because I think they were just, you know, being their pretentious selves over and over Maybe and so. over again. And I think, <laughs> in his mind, this was probably just another example of that. Yeah. Um But I, I also read where he has recently said that it was... That it was good to have made the video. Right. Yeah, it, it, it turned out to be saves. a yeah. a a good thing. It did. It did win awards. It's hard to be upset when your product wins all these awards yeah, and that exactly. kind of thing.
1: I was yeah. I was so mad when I was picking up that check. Man, I know. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. I just wish they would have got it more. Yeah. They. But I, but I do think there's a distinction between the song and the music video, and I think that's probably at the heart of what Sammy Hagar didn't like about the concept, anyway, for mm-hmm. the music video.
1: It's true. The song is kind of saying, you know, seize the day, as it were. Wrong. Um, seize the carp. <laughs> seize the Carpe this DM, carpe that carp. DM. You don't think that's the message of the, no, of the song? No, I
2: think that's the lazy message that everybody says the song says because they don't listen to it hard enough. That's what I. Okay.
1: Do. Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you what the second verse is about in just a minute because I know 100 percent what the second verse is talking about. I'm gonna argue. Us,
2: I'm gonna argue that with you too.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this. You're not ready. <laughs> I'm just gonna not sit not here and uh, mediate. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let the let the listener understand that in addition to be a licensed uh, a licensed Van Halenologist uh, and a protector of the people. Robbie is also a gifted writer uh, And, uh, and your, your, your degree is in English Lit Is that correct? That's correct So like, you're all about this You're all about the, uh, the, the, the raking of a song to, to find its, you know, its heart its real, it's Rob real has
0: disclosed That the last thing he listens <laughs> to in a song
1: Is, is the, the lyric. lyric Yeah, the last so. thing I examine about a song is the lyric So go, go ahead, help us out
2: I think the song is a call to action And I think people get hung up on the title and on the hook being right now, which places an emphasis on the moment. So I think the mind jumps to be in the moment. Urgency. That that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the the, the lyrics in their entirety suggest that the song is a call to action, a call to change. I don't know that it ever really defines what the problem is necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think it takes more of a universal approach that everybody's – to one degree or another, has something else that they could be doing to maximize their potential, yeah. and that they should go do that. Yeah, right now,
1: right now, go do it.
2: So I think it's not like I think it's like if, if like if I tell my kid, pick up your toys, pick up your toys, <laughs> pick up your toys. When I say it the fourth time, I say right now. Uh-huh. But I'm not saying right now. I'm not telling him to live in the moment. I'm telling him to pick up his toys.
1: Okay, okay. I feel you. I thought for a minute you were splitting a pretty fine hair, but I feel you now. I'm with you. I get it get it urgency it's like a change it's like a change yeah like yeah uh, uh, it's like a uh cattle prod yes an audio cattle prod.
2: yeah and a lot of what i read said that the the song is about living in the moment and then kind of like a sub theme is not being afraid of change Uh but i think i think the sub theme there is really what the song is about is is i think it's saying go right Go forth. Despite Do. your fear of change, go. Go. Yeah. Do. Go right now.
0: And here's what they did. Right
2: now you could be outside.
0: In in uh, in lieu of the fear of change, they did the commercial for the crystal clear Pepsi <laughs> yes, they ad did. Yes, with they this did. song. So that is as free of change. <laughs> crystal clear Pepsi. How many different types of Pepsi can y'all name? Ooh, are we talking Flavors, flavors. I mean,
1: let's just say, I'll give you a okay. free one,
0: Wild Cherry Pepsi. Yeah, okay. Can you throw out any? Uh, my, f-
1: my favorite soda, cola in the universe is Pepsi Max, now known as Pepsi Zero Pepsi Sugar. Pepsi Max, there we go. Uh, love it. It's the tops. Uh, you had Crystal Clear, and you had, at the, in, the, in the 90s, they had Crystal Clear Diet Pepsi as well, I think. Is that true? That sounds right? right to me.
0: I didn't write them all down. Okay. I just tried to do the ones I, know, I could in, think of. I know in top the head.
1: recent re-release of Crystal Pepsi, which was amazing, and I totally it was totally worth the wait, uh, I think they only did the regular Pepsi. They've also had uh, vanilla Pepsi. Um, Remember when they called ch- uh, caffeine-free Pepsi Pepsi-free? Pepsi-free. Pepsi-free, Pepsi-free like yeah. from Back
0: to the Future. He's Ep- like, give me yeah. a Pepsi-free. Yeah. We like, want a Pepsi. you got to pay for it, too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So So that was caffeine-free
2: Pepsi? That was caffeine-free Pepsi. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I just tried to write down the ones I could think of off the top of my head. I just assumed it was a diet Pepsi kind of rebrand from the middle of the 80s that I'd just forgotten about.
0: Remember Pepsi Fresh Summer of 2007? What? Pepsi Fresh. Oh, like it was a marketing
1: thing. There wasn't a drink called Pepsi Fresh Summer.
0: It it tastes like flowers. And then they they had the 1893 (laughs) series. And the only reason I know that is where they, uh, at uh, CMA Fest every year, you got to test which ones you like and vote on your favorite. Uh-huh. So there was ginger, original black and
1: citrus, Pepsi fire, Pepsi you know. fire with the cinnamon, right? It's got mm-hmm. like a, it's not very good. Yeah. Not, not very yeah. good. Uh, okay. I'm going to submit to you that, that, uh, crystal Pepsi was ahead of its time. I didn't realize this at the time, but going back and I watched like the commercials for it, you know, cause I wanted to see how they remember how they had used the songs in the campaign. Um, and, uh, basically the deal with crystal Pepsi was not just it's clear, But it's free of preservatives and artificial colors and like it's the closest to natural that we have. It's as healthy of a cola as you could get. Yeah, like that was, you know, and so that's the thing that like now kind of everybody's on that train. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, a lot of companies are doing at least a version of their soda that is, you know, preservative free. As close to organic as we can do, we're going to try and do because we think it'll make you want to drink our soda. Um, so I, I mean, there were nobody was doing that, you know. So props to Pepsi; it failed miserably. But so, <laughs>
2: so they're saying this is the healthy change you can do. Yeah, right now, right now, right now. Yeah, this yes. is yeah exactly. Robbie, Catch-
0: you, are you a Coke or Pepsi guy or no, right. an RC
1: guy?
2: Diet Dr Pepper. Diet yeah. Dr Pepper. Mm, could have told okay. you Diet not. Dr yeah, Pepper. I should ask
1: the best friend. On yeah. That. yeah, yeah. At Robbie's house growing up, so we lived the down the street from each other, and yep. uh, and we spent just about as much time at one another's houses as we did our own. And um, from, from like seventh, eighth grade on. And so at Robbie's house, there was always uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, and uh, it depend the candy kind of changed, but there was always mm-hmm. re, uh, uh, Reese's Nut Rageous. Yes. Um, that, was the, that was the, I think, the most popular one over time. Uh, and there was always Probably Snickers. Snickers, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but the Diet Dr. Pepper, always the drink of choice in the Wade house. Shouts out, shouts out to Robbie's parents for putting up with me for a long, long time.
2: <laughs> It's mom's birthday today. Is it? It is. Oh, yes. Peggy. Happy birthday, mom. Happy
1: birthday.
2: That's awesome. Congratulations. Should she we sing a song? She doesn't listen to podcasts. She'll never know. Well,
0: okay. Just say, hey, skip ahead to this minute and yeah. hear your birthday
1: greeting. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so now I want to take our conversation about what's the song really about and uh, spin it in a little bit, di- little bit of a, a different direction and talk about what I think the second verse is really about. I think the second verse uh, is a meta textual uh, um, verse you think it's about the song about the song itself yes I do and I'll, I'll tell you why uh, so let's start with the lyric of the second verse
0: play the second verse
1: Just so let's do gonna, that let's Sammy can do it much better than I What's you know I was Sammy getting warmed touch? up I was like ah, 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 but uh, <laughs> why don't we let Sammy handle it Okay, so in the second verse, we've got this lyric here, um, and it's talking about, if you miss a beat, you lose the rhythm, and nothing falls into place, only missed by a fraction, slipped a little off your pace. That's what he was saying there, if you had trouble understanding. I believe, in my heart of hearts, that that is a reference to the song itself, uh, and I'm going to explain. So, the beginning of this song, and uh, I'm not going to take you from the very beginning, because it's a kind of a long intro, but... Um, the beginning of this song starts out with this piano riff. It feels like we're on the beat here with the song. Everything's fine. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Maybe I will just let the whole thing play because it's when we're gonna realize that we've missed a beat and lost the rhythm and nothing falls into place. And then I'll tell you what happened. So right now we're counting one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, stay with me, it's worth it. Two, three, four, one, two, here we go, four, one, two, one, two, and... Oh, and we're late, we missed the downbeat. What happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. We missed a beat and we lost the rhythm and therefore nothing fell into place because this song doesn't start on count one. This song starts one sixteenth note after count one. So in other words, that riff that you hear, there should be a two, three, four, one. Bricks- spreadsheets- that is where the riff actually starts. So if we listen back to it that way, You'll count in real maybe time. for the first time in your life, you're going to hear these hits fall into place like they're supposed to. Okay, um, and then later they make it even worse by doing the the hits fall in front of the beat later and they 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 do a whole other thing leading up to the guitar solo that is phenomenal and I'll, I'll talk about that in just a second but now listen to this intro again and put the beat where it belongs and see how much better this feels here we go E. Two, 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 two three four one two so these hits are late One E, two, three. Just to throw you off. Two, three, four. One E, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One E, two, three, four. One, two, three. Here we go. One E, two, three, four. One E, two, three, four. And a one. Ta da! We all landed together. And that is why I submit to you. Paired with uh, the shenanigans that they pull right before the guitar solo, that the second verse of this song is about the song itself. Um, they do the same thing, and I—I I don't know. I don't want to bore anybody, but if we want to talk about the thing they do right before the thing, there's another set of hits that is phenomenal, and and the drums are doing stuff that is—it feels like it's in time, but it's really off time, and the whole thing pulls you out. And so that if you're not if you're not thinking in your brain, where's the beat? Where's the beat? Where's the beat? By the time they get the hits leading up to the guitar the guitar solo, which is Bananas uh, Then you're off You're off beat again Am I right or am I right? What else you got? What else I got? Okay You mean to prove my point?
2: Well you told me That I wasn't even ready Yes But all I've heard so far Is this same message You've been preaching Since high school
1: <laughs> <laughs> And you still don't believe I'm
2: not saying you're wrong I'm just waiting on The part I wasn't ready
1: for Okay Alright And here you go I'm gonna go ahead And give it to you then Alright Let's travel My friend To the guitar solo <laughs> Okay, keep a listen. We're gonna throw you off here again, and it's it Alex's fault. Three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. The hits feel late, but they're not. They're on purpose. Four, one, two, three, E, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. two, three. Check this out. Three. One E two. Three. Four. One, two, three. Four. One, two Three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four boom Now if you listen to those hits by themselves, I promise you you will get lost. I'm talking over the guitar solo. what is my problem? Uh, if you listen to those hits by yourself, you will get lost and you think and you think, man, they came back in early. They didn't come back in early they came in right back when they meant to uh, and they did it just to mess with your mind and I believe. That in addition to being a call to action, the second verse <laughs> serves as a gotcha. It's like, we know, we know we messed with your head on this one. And this is not the only time, by the way, that the boys Van Halen have pulled this off. They do this all the time in, in not all the time, but they are doing it several other times. The song that, of theirs that I still have trouble listening to and following the groove until the drums are in is the song "Feeling" off the album Balance. The first verse, when it's just the guitar, it sounds like he's not even playing in time, but he totally is. Um, it's it's a very it's a very weird part, and the way the vocals overlay, I don't feel like Sammy ever had a great grip on where the beat was either. Okay, <laughs> it makes a little more sense where the when the drums come in, it, it feels like there's a little more groove. But I honestly am not sure that Sammy ever really got there either. <laughs> um, and uh, even on this song, there's uh, even on this album, there's a song called "Run Around." Uh, where the um, the guitar it emphasizes something that's like half a beat earlier than the downbeat, and it, it and it it's just a habit of his. I think he just kind of does it on purpose. I don't know. Um, are there other parts of this album that stick out to you? Um,
0: oh, there's so many. Like, parts. what are your highlights of the album? We talked wait, about pancake. <laughs> oh, wait,
2: we gotta go back. In we gotta go back. We, we, got gotta, go back we and gotta go back in the book. Okay. All right. All right. So I agree that they're related. Mm-hmm. Right and i'm not saying that you're wrong but let me ask you can you point to any conclusive evidence come on that the song the lyric <laughs> that the lyric was written about the timing of the song versus tweaking the timing of the song for the lyric since as you say they do that kind of thing
1: sure well played detective And were we in were we in uh, criminal court? I would not be able to produce. You know
2: anything about criminal? (laughs) No,
1: I don't. I mean, come on. I have Um, watched a lot of Columbo.
2: My point exactly. (laughs) So what you're
1: saying is, I cannot produce hard evidence. I cannot produce hard evidence. All I know is what I feel in my heart. That's all I have to go on. Just what I feel. It's it's deep down. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I actually talked to Eddie Van Halen, and he told me. <laughs> no, nah, we you, just did that to
2: screw with you. Did, did he give you the thumbs up?
1: Didn't though. <sighs> and it wasn't on Van Halen Day. That's it right. was in June, oh, it was man. in july right. real, Well, all right, right. I'm starting to get worried. I'm feeling like my foundations are starting to shake a little <laughs> bit. Um, no, go, uh, other other high spots in this album for me. I love this album. Where is this? As far as your Van Halen. Album rankings, uh, I know those things are kind of fluid, but do you, is this up, up in the upper echelon for you? Top four. Top four?
2: It's kind of low for me. Is I, I, I do have a soft spot because it was the first album that uh, I was exposed to Van Halen through. This was on eighth grade field trips, summer of yeah. in spring of 95, I think. Whew. You bought this album. Yes, I did. Uh, and was and it on cassette? No, yes, it, was it, was. it was CD. No, no, no it was on was, cassette. Was it cassette. I had
1: my granddad's. Uh, it wasn't even a Walkman. It was a, it, but it was a cassette player that had a, like a mono speaker yeah. on it, and I played okay. it constantly. You did? I'm sure it was annoying constantly. as heck. No yes, headphones? It was. No, just, headphones. It was. no headphones. Here, here you go. World, we we had
2: just gotten into uh, playing guitar. Yeah. And I was kind of tagging along with Robert on this journey on, on, on playing guitar. Ooh. Oh, that and, hurt. And we uh, Rob,
1: Robbie is one of the few people on earth that still calls me Robert, and you all just heard it happen in real life. And you're right, welcome. Well, well, because, because I made you gonna, him wrong. That's oh, right. No, listen, JP's fault listen. Now, listen, this is something
2: Robert. I was going <laughs> to do at the beginning, but I just, <laughs> don't let me lose my place here. Okay, all right. Now, I, I remember from the first podcast, which everybody should go listen to, The Walking in Memphis, because it's pretty much all downhill after that. Oh. <laughs> just, I remember from the first podcast, you talked about mm. JP being the one who changed – the, the name you answered to from Robert to Rob. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But then you make your little comments about the people that still call you Robert, <laughs> of which I am one. So <laughs> so let me just, just, just so that hmm. those of you who only know him as Rob can understand how odd that can sometimes sound to us. <laughs> <Sure>. It's true. <laughs> I'm not going to refer to you. I'm going to try to not refer to you as Robert or Rob, I'm gonna take the other part of Robert. I'm just gonna call you Bert. Bert. So listen, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs>
0: hey Bert, thanks for stopping by.
2: Wait, is that Ernie? No, no Bert? Like no, no, no. Bert's the no, one no. that's like this. <laughs> <laughs> we were on it was eighth grade. We eighth grade we we're in DC. Bert buys the CD or the the tape. He buys the tape. And he's playing to it. He's like, oh, I heard this guy, you know, Van Halen. He's supposed to be really good on guitar. And I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, is he as good as the Black Cat guitar solo from Rhythm Nation? Because that, that was that was like our our you know we were like oh that sounds like that's what guitar should be. Right. So Bert was he's listening to it, and he's, he's listening to to right now. And we're standing outside the Washington Monument. He's listening to the beginning part of Right Now. He hadn't quite started preaching his whole thing about the timing. That's and, I hadn't <laughs> listened to the
1: lyrics yet. You know? Yeah, no, not at
2: all. Um, so and and he's he's like, isn't this great? And he he gives two. Uh, Images to associate with, with the, those, those the, that dramatic intro. I can't, intro believe, I into can't the song. believe you remember this. I one, can't believe you're
1: about to call me on this. Do you remember this? Oh, I remember at least one of them, yes. Okay. One of them I was, thought it was so cool. One of them was a boxer in a ring. Okay. I don't remember that. I'm okay with that. Land, I stand by that. Landing punches. Yeah. Okay.
2: The, with, with the downbeat. With right? the hits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I stand by that. Well, well, it was either
2: a boxer or it was somebody like a fight in the rain or no no, no the rain was the other one. That the, <laughs> this is the one that's going to embarrass you, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. So it's like, imagine a guy with a revolver standing in the rain. Is this not the one? Because this, I is, don't the, think this so. is the one keep that going. I remember. No, keep going. And every hit, every hit was putting a, a round into the cylinder on the revolver. Oh. So all that to say. Bert bought this this cassette in eighth (laughs) grade. And so kind of that was my first exposure to Van Halen. And the first two Van Halen songs that I learned to play on guitar, we played in Bert's basement. It was 316. (laughs) 316. 316 and Judgment Day. Okay. We used to play Judgment Day a lot. A lot. Yeah.
1: It's got this double hand tapping, like Eddie Van Halen's famous for this, for what people call a two-hand tapping method. Uh, that uses one finger on your right hand and two fingers most of the time on your left hand. Uh, but then there was a thing on the song Judgment Day where he would reach over the top of his guitar with his left hand and do two fingers tapping on it, two fingers on the right hand, on all on different strings. drag the pinky
2: ha- on your left hand. Yeah. Kind of like the way the
1: your strings. hands
0: would position on a piano for those of y'all that are a like, a little bit, yeah. o- on
1: that kind of uh, of Except facing yeah, all above except the fretboard. Fret fret yeah. 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 Yeah, so we yes, definitely used to play that a lot. He actually so,
0: patented something for the back of his guitar so that he could do that. Have y'all seen that? The no. thing that helps if you. I, I read the thing on a patent. I don't. I wrote down the patent number on another paper and didn't bring it. It, oh. it helps hold his guitar. It's behind his guitar so that he can hold it up and do that. Well, really? Yep. Yeah, Never uh, knew. That. I forget what it's
1: called. I All these years later. Yeah.
2: Why did he feel the need to patent it? Like, anybody else was going to
1: do that. He, he so has much. three patents, and that's one of them. Is the detuner one? The detuner, that's what's, his most popular. I don't remember the other one. But uh, he's, Eddie Van Halen is f- famously a tinkerer. Uh, he seems like he is never, like, satisfied with the present state of any of his gear. Uh, his sound, his whatever. It's always like... And he... He'll he'll just take a drill and start messing with stuff.
0: I just remembered the third patent. What it's is it? uh,
1: The headstock on the Wolfgang. Oh, okay. It's that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. It is that the headstock on the on the Wolfgang, which is now made by EVH Brands, which is a sub, uh, uh, parent uh, sub company of Fender, um, formerly made by Peavy, has is a rare. Okay, so most of the headstocks that you're familiar with as a guitarist are the Fender headstock and the Gibson headstock. Those are by far the two most popular. Other companies like Ibanez uh, have a you know fairly familiar one also, but you couldn't like sit down and draw necessarily on a piece of paper. But it's, what, what happened is those two took over the world. Fender and Gibson took over yeah. the world. And it became really difficult after that to produce a headstock that is not just butt ugly. <laughs> like most of the other headstocks that are out there they're just, they're trying. You know what I mean? Uh, you know who
2: gets close?
1: B.C. Rich. This, this just guy, kidding. This,
2: this guy in East Ridge named Randy Wade. Yes. Who does oh, there Wade, you go. Wade Guitars. Shouts
1: out to Wade Guitars. Yeah. Uh, no relation. Actually, just kidding. he's
2: my little brother. Oh, How can you really? just lie to
1: people like that? I didn't know that. All this time, I mean, I knew he was at your house a lot, but... <laughs> Drinking sure. your diet. Not, not as, not as the much as you your Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Randy Wade and Wade Guitars who does make a darn fine guitar out there If you're looking for a guitar in Eastridge Call Randy Wade, he's your guy He yeah! drove me to the emergency
0: room one night When I sprained my ankle he at did. Robbie's party Wow. He did,
2: we were playing uh, flag, flag football, football
0: And I was in a suit I came from <laughs> Enterprise And I was in yes. dress shoes and a yes. suit yes. And yes. broke my ankle And, Ra- and, and Randy your Wade
2: dad brought, <laughs> Your dad brought you back to the party after just left, so that i could so that he could get some barbecue <laughs> That's
1: right, man it was good That's right. listen you don't <laughs> miss Came back with
0: crutches and, when the... <laughs> <they ate> barbecue.
1: <laughs> when the weights start making food things just start happening <laughs> listen on uh it's 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 peg's birthday so i'm gonna just mention her all-time greatness at homemade ice cream my goodness the flavors the varieties the calories it's also delicious um Okay, so soft spot (laughs) for you for this album. For that reason. This was kind of a a foundational Ben Halen.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's not. One of my go-tos. To be okay. like, when I happen to hear it, when it happens to come on the iPod or whatever, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah that's a nice memories. So, i like, you know. Yeah. But it's not really one of my go-tos. Okay. Um, and as 316 far as ben that
0: albums. he mentioned, obviously a reference to John 316.
2: Absolutely, of
1: course. Just kidding. It not is, at all Wolfgang's <laughs> birthday. Yeah, Wolfgang's yeah. birthday. Wolfgang, his son, who is working on an album is, on, of his own. He has been working on it for what feels like an eternity now. But I saw on Instagram, like just a few days ago, that he laid down the last and final vocal track for the album, and I think that was the last track. So now it's just on to the mixing phase for Wolfgang's album. Fingers crossed that this could be really good. He plays everything on it. Is I he think. doing it at
2: 5150?
1: Yes, he's recording it at 5150 for the most part. Uh, I think there might be some guest stuff from like Mark Termani. They've become... Whatever. He plays bass with Mark Tremonti when he's not <laughs> back to with Halen. Yeah. Um.
0: I do have one 316 thing that I noticed the other day. Okay. Um, I was watching Live Without a Net, their video. Uh, right. Yep. And before yep. the solo, yep. he plays 316 yes. before 316 was on an album. Yep. It was yeah. like the intro part of that.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, It's that's... one of those things. Like he's talking about the, the piano riff to right now existed 10 years before. or more before yep. it got... It's one of those things. Uh, even there's a riff on this album to the, to the last song called "Top, Top of, the of the World." world yep. uh, let me just play you just a, a little bit. This is. Do you think Wolfgang felt a little jipped
2: that the song <laughs> couldn't write the song new? for him wasn't like an original piece? The, it you was an old solo. Yeah, so he's been noodling around on this. For years, yeah. And so now you're just going to slap my date of birth on
1: it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah, I, you know, I was too busy. I was I was on tour, but here you can have this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a there's a guitar riff on. Sorry, I uh, forgot your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a like, song. You just existed, and I already forgot your birthday. Uh, yeah. Um, But uh yeah, here's here's a riff called "Top of the World." Let me play it for you real quick. Where's the beat? You know that now. The first time you listen to the song. It's
0: the only way I know it. Really? Yeah. You never heard this wrong? Hear Alright, let, we play, let me play. Let me play how I listened it.
1: to it until I learned what the beat was. I played it, two, three, not nah, hang on. One, two, three, four. 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 One. Two. One, two, three. No way! Four. First couple times I listened to it, I thought because he, I, I just assumed it was starting on one. That's the mistake you make when listening to Van Halen is if you think if you think just because the riff started that it started on one, you're making a mistake because it doesn't always. I'm
0: just programmed because I've heard it so much in that yeah audience. yeah yeah. It's just locked but
1: in. yeah, the first couple times I heard it, I thought the band came in early. Same thing I thought on you know whatever. Um, but anyway, that riff is present at the end of the 1984 song Jump. Um, as he's, as it's kind of fading out, you hear that riff being played in a different key in the key of C for jump. Uh, but it's being played as kind of an, and just an outro lick. It's just a, you know, it's an ad lib at the time, but it hung around for, you know, almost 10 years and ends up as the main riff for this, uh, song top of the world. Uh, this is one of my favorite albums. This is one of my go-tos. I feel like it has a unique sound among the Van Halen pantheon. A lot of their albums have kind of a, a separate feel, you know what I mean? 5150 has a definite sound, sure. not just because of the electric drums, but I think it's part of it, but it has a little bit more chorusy sound to the guitars, and it's got its own, you know, sort of whatever. Um, of course, their last album, A Different Kind of Truth has a sound, but it's also because it's the most modern, you know yeah, what I mean? I feel yeah. like it's separated by so many years from some of the other stuff that it can't help but sound a little different. Um, so yeah, this one, uh, Balance you mean 1984 wasn't recorded on Pro Tools? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> um, what, where, where do you guys put, because it didn't, it never really got an album to land on. Um, where do you guys put the song Humans Being? That could be my favorite Van Halen song. I, I
2: love that depending song. Depending
1: on the moment. Yeah. It's the most, like that song wears a leather jacket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it is bad to the bone. Yeah. You don't mess oh, with yeah. human's being. Uh and it was it, it came in a weird time. It came as they were breaking things off with Sammy Hagar. Uh, it, like yeah. very shortly after it came up, it was on the soundtrack to the movie Twister, Twister. Uh and along with an instrumental track called Chasing the Wind. Respect the Wind. Excuse me, Respect the Wind. I Featuring went Featuring Alex Van Halen on keyboard. Okay. Oh, uh and uh it's keyboard. Just he put it on a keyboard. Interesting. Uh and uh and then it landed on the Van Halen Van Halen best of volume one album, which was a compilation, Greatest Hits right. with a couple of couple of new songs. Um, but it never got an album to land on. So I'm I'm curious as to uh, Robbie already said great song. Where does it where do you think where does it land for you and it's and not, what album should it have been on? It's not towards the top, believe really? it. Or not, for me. I'm now, shocked.
0: Because if I'm gonna go mm. Van Halen's soundtrack influence. I'm going from over the top, <laughs> the greatest movie of all time, featuring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as Lincoln Hawk. With uh, what a name, dude! So so good. Uh, now I, humans, it's it's not one that I go to, and maybe because it's not on an album, yeah. Maybe that's why, like, I don't th- I don't have the Twister soundtrack. Sorry, I probably should go out and right. get it. No, you shouldn't. but uh, I don't. That's fine. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. When I go to listen to Van Halen, I either go to a vinyl or I go to a CD, and yeah. so I don't go listen to it. So gotcha. I'm just not
1: as familiar with it. So you never got you never played the Van Halen sweepstakes with the Best of Volume One that I could have didn't. included a pick uh, and might have included some other uh, piece sorry, of memorabilia. I, did, I can't I did, remember. I did not. All right. Well, fair enough. I'm a poser. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you don't have a Van Halen pick, nerd. We got to do a quick meet the band section, Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Even if we just hit highlights, absolutely. Well, I mean, you got to meet it. the Van Halen boys. Let's meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band.
0: Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. band. Hey! All right, we're going to meet the band Van Halen. Uh, You got to start with Eddie if you're going to start with Meet the Band. Edward... Are we going to go Lodewick? It's, sure. It's the, Dutch for, yeah. it's the Dutch for Ludwig. Ludwig, yeah. Uh, Van Halen, uh, guitar, keyboard and drill on this album. Rolling Stones <laughs> ranked him the number eight greatest guitarist of all time.
1: Do you have the rest of the list? I
0: didn't write the list down. We typically do that. Where do y'all think? Are you well, think eight's about right?
1: No. You think he's... <laughs> while, you're looking, <laughs> at, while you're looking. While you're, looking, while while you're, you're that, talking, I'm going to look it look at
0: that. And the reason I ask, because in 2012, Guitar World put out their hundred greatest guitar players, and he was number one. On that one. So guitar players will say he's number one. Whereas Rolling Stone is pretty broad Uh when they vote on instrumentalists. And not a little pretentious. Sure. Sure. I'm sure they probably put John Lennon as number one. Since (laughs) they love John Lennon as the greatest guitar player of all time. Um, Born in the Netherlands. um, His father, uh, clarinet, sax, and piano player. um, Classically trained at piano at age six. And actually Alex started on guitar and Eddie on drums. But they swapped instruments as they got older. Um, Eddie learned all of Clapton solos from Cream, and that's how he got started playing. Uh, first band was originally called Genesis, but they had to change their name to Mammoth because Genesis already was existed. Was already a thing,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, did you did you find the list? Did you want yeah. to hit the list real quick? Sure. Okay. These are the.
1: Oh no, this is such a joke. Okay. Well, these are the guitarists <laughs> that. Uh, Rolling Stone uh, believes are better than Eddie Van Halen. First of all, Lindsey Buckingham was number one hundred. So the complete list is invalidated. Yeah, yeah you're done. If, Lin- if Lindsey Buckingham is in your hundred greatest guitarists, you can forget it. Um, one day I'm going to meet him and he's going to punch me right in the mouth with his tiny guitar. Yeah, with that so little his teeny tiny guitar. Okay, Chuck Berry. I'll give you that. Is that based- one? No, or number are we seven. seven yeah, we going okay. seven. Count number one. Chuck Berry. Okay. I'll give you that based on influence absolutely okay okay. as a matter of fact i don't know if we're going to talk about it but there's a but there's a great modified chuck berry lick in the guitar solo to right now in right now the second half of the solo starts with a very chuck berry line just played it slightly differently than he used to play it um number six bb king again okay all right i'll give you bb king
2: it's a very non-guitar player's list of guitar players.
1: Interestingly, it looks like the list was voted on by guitar players. So, I, but I but I think this is a matter of influence
2: yeah, versus are, versus. But are they um, counting guitar players as anybody who plays guitar?
1: No, no, no. It's it was a set list of like known players who were you know people that you would know. Are we all going to guess one and
0: two right now? Just in order, we know one or two. it's going to be I Hendrix, think, Clapton, right? Yeah, so, Hendrix.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to say Jimmy Page might be.
0: In the top two?
1: In the top two. I'm going to
0: go Clapton one, Hendrix two. I'm trying two. to think like Rolling Stone. Of, okay. I'm, I'm going to flip you. Okay, you go Hendrix yeah. one, Clapton yeah. two? Okay. Yeah. okay. Go ahead. All
1: right. Number five, Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. I knew he would be on the list. He's kind of a of critic's choice. I, whatever. Okay. I've seen him. It's I weird. I he's disagree with yeah. <laughs> Number four, I almost feel like I should save because it's so atrocious. If it's
0: Santana.
1: No, I'm, okay. He was number twenty. I caught okay. he, he caught <laughs> my eye at number twenty. I gagged <laughs> in my mouth a little bit. Good and so enough. I had to okay. I had to like get recompose after that. Okay. Number four, the number four guitarist of all time according to Rolling Stone is Keith. Richards. What? Come on. That he, tells,
2: but that tells Richards. you a lot about how they're scoring it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how they, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Not, editors.
2: This is yeah. this is the most influential guitar players. Yeah, this is. On a, music as, as a whole. It says, yeah, it says great. I know what they greatest. say, yeah. but greatest. this is a list of influential.
1: Number three, Jimmy Page. Okay. Number two, Eric Clapton. Okay. And Number so one. Robbie was right in order. Jimmy Hendrix. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, well, nice. Thanks for. Thanks for rolling that through, then. So, Eddie number eight
2: <laughs> on that list. Shambles. Um, Bert has such a disappointed look on his face. <laughs> so, Eddie's first so band,
0: down. he was the, the vocalist, guitar and vocalist, Alex on drums, Mark Stone on bass, and they rented a PA from David Lee Roth because they didn't have a PA, and they found it was just cheaper to let him go ahead and join the band. So, that's how he got hooked up with him. Wow. So History, they, man.
2: I remember reading at some point that the reason they switched instruments, Eddie and Alex, was because Eddie... Walked in on Alex playing, playing Wipeout, playing his, playing his drums. Yeah, yeah. he's playing Wipeout. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's way better at that That's than me. So cool, yep. <laughs>
1: man. Um, Timing—you miss a beat, you lose the rhythm. You know, I mean, if he doesn't walk in on him playing playing Wipeout, who knows who knows where we are?
0: We uh, we touched a little bit on tapping. That's what's his uh, his huh. big thing. Yep. Um, do you want to talk about how he actually holds his pick? Did you learn
1: how he holds his pick? I and, I know that when he. When he does faster picking, he, he almost picks from underneath, underneath. the string. He strings. comes from underneath. He picks yeah. up, which is... Not how you're
0: taught, especially no. if
1: you're learning to sweep pick and
0: everything. But he's he,
1: totally self-taught. He didn't take lessons. Always holds
0: his pick between his thumb and middle finger, so he can yeah. use his first finger free to tap while picking at the same time. Um Guitars, we talked a lot about as different type of guitars. What's Cr- your What's
1: your What's your favorite? I'm glad There's, we're going. Okay, with this. there are several iterations of Van Halen guitars. Sure. If you're a Van Halen aficionado, you know this. If you're not, you may have never noticed or cared. Uh But originally. Um, he, he, their first album, he kind of played like a Gibson Kramer. Les Paul no, on, a, on a lot of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, on the on, on the one. very first, the first album, album, Van Halen yeah. one. Um, I thought he was um, first. There was less. There was a Les Paul involved, and then he got involved. He built his own guitar, which is now known as the Frankenstein guitar. Uh, it is red with white and black stripes all what's, over. It.
2: What's the guitar from uh, Women and Children First? Okay, so there's
1: a he had a Destroyer, a Gibson Destroyer. You're okay. talking about the one with like the V, yeah, like yeah.
2: And then there it, was a Strat. There, where there were two strats on the. the, the as, far, as far as album covers,
0: Frankenstrat is the Frankenstein. It's the Frankenstrat. Now. Okay, so
1: here's what I learned. There's a there's a brown and yellow right. that is, is striped like that. Mm-hmm. That was a different guitar that he ended up just not liking as much. Here's what I learned in the process of this and watching. I watched a bunch of interviews. I we really went down the rabbit hole as far as just general Van Halen research. Um, <clears throat> what I learned is that the there's another strat. Uh, that was that is black and white. It's white with black stripes. Right. It's the same guitar as the Frankenstrat. Oh. He painted over that guitar just with red with white and black. Oh. It's the same guitar. Wow. It's not oh, wow, just another cool. one. That's the one that he built, and its original incarnation was white and black. And then later, he kept tweaking it and messing with it, and uh, it became the red, white, and black Frankenstrat that is now being... Mass pro- I wouldn't say mass produced, but it's produced. you can't by just Fender. get them at every store. But produced by Fender.
2: So the white and black striping could be where he just taped it off and painted the whole thing red.
1: Could be. Yeah, if you looked at it, I wonder if any of that would intersect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy. That guitar is insane. It's got it's got uh, like reflector bicycle lights on the back of it. Uh, it's got a quarter drilled yeah. into it, <laughs> um, and this is something I, I didn't know this, but he was he was showing the difference or not the difference. He was showing the similarity between his and the replicas that they make now, and the uh, the quarter has two holes in it where he he drilled it, and it was originally to hold up the bridge of the guitar a little bit, uh, and and to to help with his uh, action. Radio action. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then later. He uh he got a, a Floyd Rose um Tremolo installed and it didn't need the quarter anymore. So rather than take the quarter off, he just moved it and drilled another hole in his guitar. Like the quarter serves no purpose it's anymore. Just it's just there and it's it part always part of been the history there. of the guitar. So like yeah. So he yeah. just he undrilled one hole, turned the quarter so that it wasn't in the way of the bridge anymore, and drilled another the hole, the hole to keep it there. Like, I, just the Hance guy's insane. more drill He's reference. much more
2: careful not to lose that quarter than he is with lead <laughs> It's a very <laughs> special <laughs> quarter. <laughs> quarter but, but
1: literally, the replicas that, that EVH Guitars slash recorders? Fender makes, they have a, a from the same year. It's a 1971, I think, quarter That's in each cool. of them. Uh, wow. Like, they go to absolute painstaking detail to replicate everything about it. That's so there's cool. that guitar, which is probably the one he's most famous for. Um, and then around this era here, uh, well, first of all, Kramer. Kramer. In the mid to late 80s made a model that was based off the Frankenstrat, mm-hmm. but had a Kramer headstock. Yep. Uh, and that's what he played on 5150 uh, and probably some of uh, OU-8 OU-812, two following the, 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 um, But then this
0: was the Erty Ball Music Man, This was the Axis, era, of- which is the PV Wolf Gang. Well, well yeah. So this is the music, the music, Ernie music Ball? man, E V H, music man, the E V H, yes. music
1: uh, and which is now known as the Music Man Access model. Um, and then, then in the mid '90s, the Balance era. That's He is. starts playing the original Wolfgang, which was made by Peavy, right, and is basically the same as the Fender model, slightly different headstock as far as look. Now, another thing that I found out in research was that they uh, that that's basically where the resemblances stop that they look alike, but they completely started over from scratch on the internals and the woods, and the all the, even the frets are uh, made of uh, uh, stainless steel on the new Wolfgangs, all this. Everything about them is different except for the way they look. They look the same, but apparently they're completely different guitars. So, interesting, but that's what he's playing now, and then EVH is also making replica models of the other guitars that we talked about, the white and black, the brown and yellow, um, and uh, and those, not the destroyer, to my knowledge, but because that's a Gibson. Charvel had vehicle. one too. Charvel also, Charvel Jackson, same okay. company, uh, and uh, they also have done a yeah, kind of a retro model of that. Uh, well, we could stay on Eddie for a while. I mean, no kidding. But
0: let's just uh, on drums. Alexander Arthur Van Halen. Oh yeah. Uh, we talked about he played keys on the respect the respect the wind. My favorite uh, snare uh, drum sound of all time. My favorite snare. Okay, favorite snare. We'll just talk drum parts. My snare hit <laughs> is going to be love walks in. Yep, from fifty one fifty. Yep. Play can we? Quick. We got to hit that. Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so that one sweet <laughs> snare hit right that there, That is baby. the snare hit among
0: snare hits. That's a Ludwig um, right there. That is a Ludwig, yes, he is a Ludwig drum guy, pasty cymbal guy, or paste, depending uh,
1: on Yeah, pasty, 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 yeah.
0: only Remo heads, that's a Remo head. That's a Remo head, man. Right there? Um, you know it when you hear it. Became an ordained minister in 2009. How about that? So he could preside over Eddie's wedding. Um most I guess most notable drum parts for him, you got to, I guess even though I botched it hot for teacher <laughs> yeah. I
2: am froze um I was so going to give you such a hard time oh, I, I know that. I you thought I'll just it. it. band just rip yeah. it off no, <laughs> go I, ahead and point out your, I was coming at you I know I, I just was thought, coming at just, you.
0: just go out there and and get it out of the way What do you think uh, other drum parts that you're I, like
1: Going back to the "For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge" okay. album, "Pleasure, pleasure Dome", Dome. Has, I wrote that down. Yeah, an amazing yeah. drum Played part just throughout a little bit. Also very mature good.
2: lyrics for those grown-up uh, <laughs>
1: lyricists. It's not that kind of pleasure, is it? It probably is. <laughs> it almost definitely is. <laughs> well, yeah, my, take I'll, a listen here to "Pleasure Dome" for a second. It's so cool. Let's yeah, Let's see. Skip that. Hang on. There's a lot going on right oh, yeah. there. yeah, it's busy. And it's this way through the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> It all just had I mean, it's basically a six-minute drum solo disguised as a song. <laughs> uh, which on tour, on the live, uh, they they recorded this tour and put out a double live album, which is really good. Uh, but this song, I believe, leads into his drum solo, so he's going like for six minutes, that's, and then they're like, "Hey, how about a thirteen-minute solo?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you he's it. like, "What the crap? Do you think I'm doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that that's it, not what you call pocket drumming. No, no, no. That's, yeah,
2: do you remember? Uh, we, uh, at some point in high school, we were going to start a band. It never got off the ground. We were going to start a band called Eruption. Okay. And, and we brought in drummers to audition for our band, and we made them sit through that. No, I don't. <laughs> and we And we held a straight face and told them that was going to be their audition. they had have to watch <laughs> it and then repeat it.
1: Oh, man. That's great. That, no, I do Everybody not. Everybody
0: Wants Some is a pretty good one, too. Yeah. That's uh-huh. a pretty good little, good one, good one. little drum part.
1: Yeah. Um Shouts out to our, shouts out to all our fallen bands. By the way, how many band? Even just the three of us have been in oh, several man. in some iteration <laughs> or another. I, uh, I saw was, them
0: as Robbie Wade and Crimson Guard yep. at the Pathway Bookstore. Robbie Wade and
1: Crimson Guard. We had Brain Freeze. Uh, shout out to Bill Turner and Joe Koo. Um, we were in a band, yeah. the three of us, called the Chattanooga Blues. Originally, though, Blues, do you remember yes.
2: the original name? Uh, go ahead. It was based on a. a, it was, a on a bobblehead. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember his first
1: name. Eric Estrada. Yeah, Chattanooga Blues. Oh, Hi. I thought I Erica thought it was Stra- going to be named no, after no, his character. No, 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 no. You're, right, you're
2: it was, right. It was uh, Frank Poncherello. Frank Poncherello. Frank Poncherello and the Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Chattanooga Blues. Blues. That's
0: right. I forgot about that.
2: And then the bobblehead fell off the amp and broke. And then we just became the Chattanooga Blues. Just the Chattanooga Blues. We played
0: some R. I. P. Ponch. We played the the greatest coffee shop you will ever play. Heck, yeah.
1: Java acoustic. I- yeah. Shout out yeah. to Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers. Now right. hitting the big time with I his know, soda company. I know, yeah, yeah. Man, so, uh, Pure Soda Works. Pure Soda Works. Shout out to Pure Soda Works. Next time you go into a cracker barrel. You should target them for a... Um- Hey, Matt, if you're listening, and you will be, because I'm going to tag you in this post. Matt,
2: I just threw you under that bus, buddy.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Pure Soda Works. Hey, I'll give them the free advertising. Making great sodas out there with no preservatives, oh my God. no artificial <laughs> colors. You're the Crystal what? Pepsi of the new
2: era. What Whoa. just happened? That just happened. Wow. That just
1: happened. Go into Cracker Barrel and pick yourself right up a Pure now. Soda Works, man. It just happened right now. <laughs> it That's happened right. right now. You know what? Right now keeps happening. It does. Good job. Wow. We, uh, we played
0: there, and we played the Chattanooga Billiards Club. We sure did. Which is like the Troubadour of Chattanooga.
1: It, right? Or the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. The, the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. Whiskey where Van Halen got that's their right. first start. Got noticed by Gene yeah. Simmons. Yeah. That's how Van Halen got their start. They yeah. got, noticed we were. got noticed by Gene Simmons Kiss. That's right. Yes. Not, yes. Sorry. Van Halen got noticed by Gene Simmons. We uh, played a math dance, too. <laughs> the
2: three
0: of us played a math dance.
1: You don't have to tell everything. Ooh, oh,
0: my goodness. Maybe. Y'all that see You these, don't know there's
2: such have, things as math dances? They have. we didn't until we
0: showed <laughs> up until we played and they're like this here's, is a dance here, wait here's your three choices you can either go to the math dance you can play volleyball or you can go do more math yeah and believe it or not there were kids that were like let's go do more math oh well you know here in the band i mean you
1: got to know your audience <laughs> right? right so like and most of you not yeah most of your kids who are like math competition and are going to then go a step further and go to the math dance they're not, they don't really have the social skills to oh, dance. Man. They don't really have the athletic skills to play the volleyball. And they're, they're going to the they're go for more math. Yeah. And yeah.
0: we thought we'd be creative. Rob threw out like, some algorithms <laughs> and different kinds of like
1: math equations. Uh, and... You were
2: like the worst front man. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm terrible. Awesome. I'm so awful. good. So a, good. You were the most awkward front man. <laughs> just
1: Im- okay, well, just imagine <laughs> me as the worship pastor at a church, which I am now. <laughs> like, if you thought that was bad. Come, <laughs> <laughs> come worship. <laughs> um,
0: Sammy Hagar on vocals.
1: Um, yeah. I mean we t- he wrote- Sammy, hey. Sammy. Listen, he's he's a better dude than Dave. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. Like they did the tour together after the sort of yeah. after the reunion tour with, with yeah. Sammy and mm-hmm. them fell apart and and I here's what here's what like okay. Dave and Van Halen split. Sammy and Van Halen split. Sammy and Dave do a tour together. They almost kill each other. Okay? The the commonality between the stories of all those though is I feel like Sammy Is the kind of laid back guy who just kind of takes it and rolls with it. He's never said an ill word for the most part about the Van Halen boys. There's one interview where he got upset because they were. I
2: was about to bring. Yeah, they were they were trash talking Michael uh, Anthony, Anthony, the original bass player. They replaced
1: him. Uh, with with Eddie's son Wolfgang, uh, and that was the time that I saw him get upset. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, he's been like, you know, man, we had ten great years and one bad one, and and even you know, since whatever.
2: then, he's done very warm, yeah. happy birthday videos yes. to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, and he of, said, of, yeah. you know,
1: whatever. And even the even in the the, the tour with Dave there's a a video kind of chronicling you know the whole whole, the whole thing and he's going through all of it and he's like you know this is dave's dressing room and it's like whatever and then it's like and here's mine and it's kind of a bathroom and whatever you know and we try to not really catch each other in the hall because dave's uncomfortable with it and whatever you know what i'm saying (laughs) he just seems like the guy who's kind of like okay whatever man you know let's go have some fun and you know i'll and i'll make some tequila and we'll be fine and you know whatever um He's. I just think of of I like all that. that you group, said,
2: I'll go make some tequila. Yeah, <laughs> you're so not a drinker.
1: No, but I mean, I don't I mean poor. He literally owns a company that makes tequila. Like that's what I meant. I didn't mean like I'll go. <laughs> I'll go whip up some tequila. Up some. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know. Um, but it just seems like of all those guys, he's kind of the most normal sauce. You know what I mean? He's kind of the most grounded of all the Van Halen people, except for probably Michael Anthony, who kind of just really never says much at all.
2: He's not normal sauce at
1: all. Oh, he's not? Well, that's he's true. Hot sauce. He is he's yes. Hot sauce. He is yeah. hot sauce yes, as a matter of fact. Sauce. We'll get onto that here and just a go second. ahead. Let's finish meeting this band. Well, let me hit Poor one more thing on
0: Sammy Hagar. <laughs> um, okay, yes. Do y'all got? Chickenfoot, heck yeah. If you're I gonna, love Chickenfoot. I do too. If you're going to have foot. a band without Eddie Van Halen, it's got to include Joe Satriani. I, I, mean, agree. I,
1: agree. From, I agree. the term supergroup super gets thrown group. around, but
0: that one's definitely. I mean, you're talking about Michael Anthony on bass, Chad Smith,
1: on drums from Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: And when he didn't tour with them, Kenny Aronoff was their touring drummer whenever. Chad Smith couldn't so
1: and Joe Satriani on, and guitar. on guitar my favorite thing about them is actually just that their second album was called Chicken Foot 3 yeah I love it <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah. Um, did you hear the the H S A S album? The Hagar Sean. I, I have it on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Neil Sean fan, so I like good good for him. Yeah. He's actually Sammy Hagar's cousins with Ken Tamplin. Do You know who Tamplin is?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I I, I subscribe to the Ken Tamplin Vocal Academy on well, there YouTube. There you go,
0: fantastic range. Shout out to Ken Killer Tamplin. Um, those of you 80s Christian people <laughs> yeah. will know him from Shout and Magdalene. Uh, you won't know him. You won't know. No, him. no, but great great singer. <laughs> Um favorite Sammy solo song. You got one? Eagles fly. Eagles, Eagles fly, fly. That's, that's what I put. That's Absolutely. On. And Only, no, just cuz
1: he did it live. No, that's that's, that's the reason why for me, yeah.
0: So on the recording of the I listened to the the studio track, Van Halen played bass on Eddie Van Halen mm-hmm. played bass on it. Yep Well, in 2015 it came out that he actually played the solo section too. Sammy's really? taking credit for it all up until 2015. No in kidding. 2015 he's like I got to give credit where credits due. I had some help on this. Wow. Van Halen. So that goes back to his character. Uh, yeah. There you go. You know, I mean it's it only took him 30 How many years, he years later. He only
2: lied for that many years. Uh, I guess.
0: <laughs> so, um so Sammy Hagar. Um bass player, Michael Anthony Soboleski. Soboluski. Yeah, close enough. Starts with an S. Works for me. Born June twentieth, which okay. is tomorrow. Whoa. All these birthdays going around. We're recording on June nineteenth. Yes. For those of y'all that are listening. Happy Very birthday once again. To uh, peg. Robbie's mom. mom. Peg. Um, uh, Jack Daniels. That was, Ste- bass. that was Steely Dan
2: wishing her a happy birthday. That was good. Yeah. Peg. Good job, Bert. Right. Thank that
0: you. That was good. Bert. <laughs> uh, Jack Daniels bass shaped like a whiskey bottle. Yeah. Uh, he actually has over 150 bass guitars. So wow. that's a lot. That's a that's a yeah. Um, Robbie mentioned his line of hot sauce
1: yeah. called the Mad Anthony. The Mad Anthony.
0: <laughs> you guys have a favorite hot sauce? Have we talked about this before?
1: I uh, do not. You're not a hot sauce guy. Not right now. I generally don't discriminate. I'll take kind of whatever's whatever's around, you know.
0: No, Valentina, Cholula. I, n- no, I, you know, Cholula's Tep-a-t-o.
1: cool. Yeah, Tapatio. You know, a little. I, I'm not. I'm not too cool Louisiana. to get some Louisiana or some uh, Frank's Red Hot. You know, whatever's around, man.
0: There we go. Uh, apparently, Michael Anthony was really good at baseball. He was a catcher. And his friend gave him a friend a Fender Mustang guitar. And they were, he was like, you can either pursue baseball or pursue music. And he was really close to pursuing baseball. Huh. And he took the Fender Mustang guitar and put bass strings on the bottom two strings. That's how he learned to play bass. Interesting. On guitar.
1: He has some good, mm-hmm. like, late 70s, early 80s baseball hair. He has kind of a good <laughs> Gary Carter perm. You know hey, what I mean? Gary like, Carter on yeah. the bass. That's a good yeah.
0: catcher reference. Too. I
2: have a pick from Michael Anthony as well. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, Same
1: show? Yeah. Holy wow, snap. that's a good day. It no is wonder been, it was
0: Van Halen Day. It's Van Halen, day. Van Halen my,
2: day. my cousin got that one. Okay. picked it up off the ground and then gave it to me. Gave, at it, the end to it, gave it to
0: you. He's like, if that nice guy's going to dive and scrape up his hands, he deserves yeah. two
1: picks. Yeah. And and uh, Robbie's cousin, Rick, went on to become my son's fourth grade teacher. How about that? So how about that? Small world. Yeah. Um, Michael Anthony is left-handed but <laughs> plays bass right-handed. So
0: there you go. He's what now? He's left-handed uh, but he plays bass right-handed. Interesting. He does everything
1: else left-handed. Never knew that. Well... I ain't no super fan. We know. Van Halen card revoked. All right. Uh, (laughs) Man, I feel like uh, we got anything else we need to cover about the album, about the song... Uh, about Van Halen in general, about, we could literally we talk producer, for hours and hours and can we hours. We put the
0: producer in here and a real thing yes, on the back. spotlight him to Ted, Ted Templeman. Ed Templeman, he did the first uh, Va- Van Halen. Is this the one.
2: first time they went back to him? They after went yes. Roth? This is the
0: first time they went back to him uh, on there, and it's it's actually both of them uh, get credit. Okay, but he did the majority of it. Him and Andy Johns is that his Andy name? Andy Johns, yeah. That's um. But Ted Templeman produced for everybody. Doobie Brothers, Carly, si- Carly Simon, and he has a vocal line on the interlude of "Unchained" on "Fair Warning." Really, he's the guy that says, "Come on, Dave, give me Come a break." On, Dave, give me a break. Oh, that's, that's Ted, Dimple- Ted Templeman. Yeah, yeah nice. That's, that's Ted Templeman. would' to be there, Ted. Um, and this one, I, I I was reading on the gear that Eddie used for this. I think he played the '89 Soldano. Slo one hundred uh-huh. on this versus I know he'd used you know he had his that was
2: yeah he had the fifty one fifties for the tour for the tour but they weren't ready they weren't ready yet for the, for the album and he'd used he a Marshall the
0: super lead amp before on mm-hmm. everything pretty much but this was the first time he used the Soldano
1: yeah so. there was some controversy originally with the fifty one fifties that uh, that the Soldano makers had had basically accused him of stealing some of their technology, like some of their to make the fifty one fifties. They were hmm. so similar in some areas. I don't know how that ever got, you know, resolved or if it did. Um I had one other note too. Uh, we talked about how the piano riff was written in eighty
0: three that yeah. Eddie wrote. Did you see who he originally had in mind to sing the lyrics I over? Did I did tell us
1: Joe Cocker. Yeah Joe Cocker well, That's right That would have been something. Alley. I don't know if it would have worked. It would have probably been an octave lower but see, you know he, what, I mean? what
2: here's the thing. He originally had Joe Cocker in mind or that piano part.
1: Yeah, right. But yeah, to the, sing over the piano part, but, but not but over the, the, the But,
2: there, but there was no, the right now lyrics, true. they weren't around yet. That's true. So he didn't have any particular melody or yeah. thematic material or anything. Yeah. He just had kind of that voice. I Joe think Cocker that, would sound the, cool on this. Oh yeah, yeah, over yeah. a piano, yeah.
1: That's true. And he would have, because Joe Cocker was cool. Oh, yeah. Cool as heck. <clears throat> um, all right. Listen, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks, Robbie, for hanging out with man.
2: me. Man, thank you all so much for having me be a part of this. It was so much fun. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, uh, JP. We finally got to do this. Bert. hmm <laughs> Finally got to do this Van Halen episode. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. And uh, uh, we're so glad you were here to be a part of it. And uh, I think we're, this is going to end up being an XL episode, you guys. This is, we've gone almost uh, an hour and, and 20 minutes here. So Sorry, we're gonna, this is officially an XL episode. No, listen, when you bring in a licensed Van Halenologist, <laughs> you it's, gotta take it's bound it. to happen. Yeah, yeah we got we to squeeze the lemon for all it's worth you know, while we got you. So not that you're a lemon. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think of something juicy, and uh, and you came up with lemon, and I came up with lemon, and then I gave all the listeners lemonade. You pour all the Crystal Pepsi out of that can, exactly, exactly. Oh, you're so much better than Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, you know, I heard that means so much. <laughs> uh, I I believe the story goes that that the Van Halen uh, band that they never got paid for their Crystal Pepsi ads unless now I heard that years ago, so it could have changed between now and then. I heard but,
2: that they agreed to it because... They didn't the want to have pep, pep, a sound-alike Yeah, Pepsi right. threatened. Yeah. They're like, we're going to use whoever, this song. I don't know if it was Pepsi proper. Whoever it was that was in charge of that threatened, hey, if you don't give us the permission to use the song, we're just going go to go do it band. with cover bands. So yeah. I would think... Which is we're going to
0: do, do it with extreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So I, I would assume, based on that, that they had there was some sort of monetary... Well, how does that work? I don't know there, how that well there,
1: yes, there should have been a licensing agreement yeah, yeah. entered into, but but Van Halen, at least a few years ago, uh, as of a few years ago, claimed that they never got the payment that they were due. There so was an agreement was it, made, but they never was it got Eddie
2: it. Was Eddie Van Halen saying that? Because I've since... Gotten the impression that he's full of crap a lot. That's Speaking of not getting paid It seems like that's maybe true. Yeah. With
0: Eddie Van Halen. You know he didn't get a cent for Beat It Solo? I did know that. He just did he wanted yeah. to just have the album credits. He's like, I don't you don't have to pay me. I just want to be on the album. He owed a
2: favor cool. to like the producer or something.
1: Quincy Jones. Yeah. 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 So he's really like, he's
0: like, I owe you one Quincy. i just, you don't have to pay me. Just put me on the album. Just give cool. me
1: credit. So. Yep. very cool. Yeah. Wow. Classic solo too, man. Oh yeah. So many. One day we should just do a, a separate mini where we break down our favorite Van Halen episodes. We can't tack that on to the oh, end goodness. of this. No. We can't go there right now. <laughs>
0: ah! uh, what
1: do we send them out with? Do we send them out with the Beat It Solo? or do we no. stay on right now <laughs> let's why don't we we've talked about it several times why don't we take them out with a solo too right, well, right now, now that's good and, uh, and then we'll go from there thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's edition of the Great Song Podcast if you're out there listening make sure and share the good news man spread the thing around give us a good review on uh, iTunes or wherever you're listening uh, but just thanks so much for spending an hour of your time with us this week we really appreciate it can't wait to bring you more and more and more and more good stuff as we continue on with season 2 of the Great Song Podcast until next time I'm Rob. I am JP. And this is Robbie. Go listen to some music.
2: Good job, Bert.